0: Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs, talk radio that inspires, talk radio that enlightens, talk radio for us all. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I'm glad you can hear me because I'm telling you this whole particular system is all messed up today. But hopefully we'll be able to get this done and get it done right. Um, my, Welcome to the COPA Express show. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and I am with you today because I want to be. No, um, to be totally honest with you, yes, I do want to be here with you this evening, and I do enjoy what I do when I'm here with you. It's just an amazing time for me. It's just an amazing time in general. I am fighting a cold, so I may sound a little nasally, but there's nothing wrong with that either because I'm still here. Basically, um, as you all know, that June is Black History Well, Black Music Month. I'm sorry, Black Music Month. And um, that means a lot to me, and that means a lot to a lot of musicians, um, both current and the ones who have passed on. Um, Music seems to be the core of who we are and what we do. And there are some out there who believe that music is the fabric of life, and I agree with them. I totally agree with them. I wish I had my own, um, how can I put it, I wish I had my own mood music, so whenever I walked in the room, the music started, and everybody would know that I was coming in. Uh, That would be wonderful for me. However, this amazing evening we have with us, someone who is celebrating Black Music Month, um, doing something really amazing and special. Um, His name is Chaz Bronxon, um, and he was with us a few months ago. Uh, maybe a year ago with an amazing young woman. Her name was Haley Smith, I believe her last name is. And they had worked on and collaborated on a song together, and it was amazing. And um, the message was amazing as well as the performance. And I have to tell you, I enjoyed talking to him so much at that time that I am so happy to have him back. So we're going to have him come on, and he's going to talk about his um, group hugs and what that is all about um, and how it reflects and relates to um, Black Music Month. So please allow me the opportunity to introduce to you once again, Mr. Jazz Bronson. Hello. It's a little delayed so you may hear me but you may not be able to speak because somehow or another we're having a delay in the system. So hopefully it'll come up soon. So as soon as I can hear you, I will let you know, but you're there. This is annoying. I'm going to try to see if I can call you as well to see if we can get this um, straightened out because I don't know what's going on with the system. It's really acting ugly. So you may be receiving a call from me, okay? All right. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. It's it's, it's Lyle? That's me. Hi. How
1: you doing? Glad to be
0: back. Yes. Glad to have you back. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but this thing has been hanging, hanging like crazy all evening. And I'm like, okay. But we're going to make it happen because one monkey don't stop the show, right?
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so how have you been? I've been
1: uh, I've been working, this just uh, you know, trying to get the project going and I find
0: myself
1: and it's out there with all the digital download sites and is ready for consumption.
0: <laughs> all right. So please first give us the give the listeners, give us a chance um a chance to refamiliarize ourselves with you. Tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Alright, Um, my name is Charles Bronson and that's a play on the actor Charles Bronson's name. Um, mm-hmm. Songwriter and producer and now record label on Chance. Okay. I never planned on being a label owner, but I had to in order to release the music that I wanted to get out there. And, um, you know, that that's basically it. Just just hustling, doing this music.
0: <laughs> well, that's a beautiful thing. Now, what is it about? How how has your life been impacted by black music?
1: Oh man, every every chapter of my life, I, I can recall the music that was out at that period of time. You know, when, when I got rejected by a girl. For the first time in, in grade school, I remember the songs that were out at that time. And, and then as I got older, and like with each particular thing, you know, when my father passed away, I remember the song that was out that used to just kill me when I heard it. So it, it's like really a staple in my life, and, and it it really motivates me and moves me.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, with that in mind, um, what made you decide to launch this amazing venture?
1: Oh, okay, Group Hugs. Yeah, well, a, a few years ago, I started working on the song Group Hugs, and I just wanted to pay tribute to all of the the, the vocal groups that I came up liking, you know, like, like Blue Magic and the Commodores and, and things of that nature. And I said, well, you know, let, let me just start on it. And the song was going to be about three and a half minutes or so. And what I was going to do is just, I was singing like five seconds, mm-hmm. one of the groups that I was familiar with. But, you know, when I when I started working on it, I started discovering all of these groups that came out before my time that I wasn't familiar with mm-hmm. because we we're not hearing these groups on our stations. There was a time when we had ownership of our radio stations and we could control the programming. But when I started working on the project, you know, I I noticed that you don't hear these groups. And the oldies stations that they do have, they primarily play the white oldies acts. And they might play some music by a black artist or a, a song that was popular by a black artist. But, but Before they play that one, they'll play the remake of the song, the cover version of that song that the black artist made by a white artist. And so that that kind of, that, that really bothered me. So I kept looking into it and discovering all these acts, and this three-and-a-half-minute song snowballed into, like, a over-eight-minute song because it, it was just so important that I included all these groups that I discovered because I wanted to share it Share them with the people who would listen to the song, because they was so, the songs were so hot. I wanted people to see how hot they were too, or at least you know give them a snippet of it and then make them curious enough to go and investigate and look up the artist themselves. All right. So um, once I finished the song and you know I shot a video for it and then I, I said you know I wanted I wanted to help the, the elder artists who are no longer recording mm-hmm. and any could because we, we still, the music industry still doesn't have like a, a, a union or, or some kind of health insurance plan for that The artists could contribute so much to the, the, the music industry and touch so many people's lives over so many years, but the minute something happens, like maybe they have some kind of accident or they just fall ill and can't record, record anymore, now they're useless they, or they're treated as if they're useless or or, or worthless because they, they, they're not given a chance to to survive and make money. So I figured, you know, let, let me do this song, and then I can make it available for people where when they purchase a download of it, then the money that's generated from it, I'll donate it to an organization that's set up to help black artists, or artists that are no longer in the entertainment business for whatever reason, all right? So, I, but I didn't know any organizations. So, I, I heard that um, there's a, a a woman by the name of Deanna Williams, and she's known as the mother of Black Music Month. And I had an opportunity to meet her and share with her what my plans were and, and share the song with her. And she gave me her blessings, a little stamp of approval. I like, I, you know, I'm very proud of that. I got the stamp of approval the mother of Black Music Month. It it gets no better than that, you know. And it told me about some organizations that I could try to connect with so that I could facilitate some kind of uh, the thing between myself and them where the money would go straight to them like, like what I was trying to do. And, you know, I had planned on releasing this project some, you know, about a year ago or two years ago, but, you know, as I was doing the investigation, I started learning about more aspects of black music that I said, I want to include into this project. And rather than the song be just a single, I wanted it to be like a musical documentary where it was like I, I packaged everything, put the whole story in it. Because, you know, why don't we have black radio stations? I'm not talking about the black formatted radio stations. I'm talking about black owned radio station why don't we have that and i found that out and so i made a song about it i said why don't we have the black radio personalities like we used to have because being a disc jockey is it's an art it's not like you could just put any comedian up there just to make people hee laugh you know you got to know how to carry a show as a disc jockey why we don't have that why don't we have that anymore so i looked into that and I found out, and then I made a record on that. And then I looked into appropriating black music by white artists, which is a, a popular trend now. And I saw that this goes back decades. And so mm-hmm. I wrote about, it. and I, I included it all in the package, group hugs as a, as in as, as an entire package.
0: Wow, that's really.
1: Yeah, hello?
0: Hi, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I I can hear you now. I think I lost you.
0: No, um, the computer started flipping and doing things. Um, Yes, what I'm saying is um, it's uh, interesting. This is really amazing. And, you know, it's funny that you would come across all these different things that have happened to many of our recording artists back in the day. And... um, or bring it to light today because, you know, we hear the stories and, you know, we are up in arms for a minute and then we forget about it. But the artists are still there and they're still in need of whatever it is that they're in need of. And it's amazing and wonderful that you've taken on this kind of project. And also the fact that you're educating us in the process, which is a really good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I really wanted to educate People or at least share the information that i learned on the project when they when they got mm-hmm. a chance to. Because we're honoring these groups, but the question also becomes like, well, where are these groups, and how come we didn't hear them? So I want them to learn why, just as I learned why. Mm-hmm. And
0: the other thing is that if you talked about the radio disc jockeys. And I saw that you mentioned Ken Spiderweb and Frankie Crocker. Um, Those are the ones that I came up with when I was growing up in New York. Right. Right. Yeah. And they were just, they were wizards of the radio to be totally honest with you. Not only did they have the persona, as you said, um, the look and behind the microphone and in front of the microphone they also had this way that they um brought you in and, and, and held you captive to the radio until they were done. And I love that.
1: Hey, yeah, I remember Frankie he was he had somebody running home. I used to look at my mom like home, and people in the neighborhood trying to listen and to hear what he was talking about. And even if they and while he was home, he started talking to not mm-hmm. why? You're,
0: you're fading. You're fading a little bit.
1: Oh, oh, hold on.
0: Okay.
1: The radio was very communal back then. Can you hear me better?
0: Yes, yes, I can yeah. uh, quite well. Yes, it was. Yeah. Radio was a um, was our form of communication. It was how we were able to get the message out about certain things. If it wasn't on the radio, it was in the church. Those are the two places where we got our information from. And, you know, it's interesting because we couldn't, you know, oftentimes the um, initial part of it was, you know, TV was a luxury that wasn't affordable by everyone, but radio was available to everybody.
1: Right. Yeah, I heard so much. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, now, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I heard so much. Um, When people got to say, first thing they do is raise mm-hmm. like, wow. serious back then. Yeah, you
0: know,
1: this is community that radio, represents, you know, because yeah. you know, back to the, the black ownership of the radio station. You know, it's no longer black radio stations. Everything is syndicated now. That you is know, correct. You, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you used to be here a disc you talk about an event that was gonna happen in the neighborhood, or it was a sale over at such and such um, auto shop in the community. But I don't hear that now because with syndication, you have one company that owns like about 30 stations and. These 30 stations are around, like, 30 different cities in the country, from the East Coast to the West Coast. So that this, jockey can't talk about what's happening over on um, Ellis Avenue in the Bronx or, or on Macomb Street in Manhattan because people in Texas are listening to that, and they can't identify. You know, so these days are gone.
0: Yes. Well, there was a project that that came up back in 2012. It was the Prometheus Project, and they had low-power radio stations that they were offering to people in the communities in different states. And um, that was a way, but it was just so quietly done, and not everybody was, um, how can I put it? would be um, approved to have it and you had to have certain things in place and certain things um, because that's when um, the FCC opened up the airways and they allowed like maybe 10,000 stations or something like that and then they closed it up and you didn't hear too much else about it but I know that there were a few um, community radio stations that were opened um, at that time but they're low power, so it only had a short range. So those are the stations that you were talking about that were community minded and would be able to do what you remember happening when you were young. Yeah, hmm. oh. wow. I just educated you. <laughs>
1: yes, project. I would like to about that and I'm going to look that up.
0: Yes, Yeah. You, sh- you should. I mean, I don't know, you know, they may still be you know, still have the op- options and opportunities for you to be able to have your own, I mean, own your own radio um, station, um, it might still be there. And, yes, by all means, look, look into it. I mean, hey, the more the merrier. We need this. We need that. Certainly will. Yes. And going back to what you were saying, you know, in regards to paying homage to all of the artists who, Past and present, that that is like such a huge effort, but it's just such. It shows your love. I mean, true devotion for for black music, and and I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, you just reminded me of Earth, Wind, and Fire when you said devotion.
0: <laughs> yes, ah. I tell everybody. You know, the funny thing that I would say all the time. I said, um, and you can say this about many different artists, but I can pick this one group. Um, e- you know, even with the solo acts, that they had a song for every situation in your life. It was Jackson, Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. There was a song for every situation in your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. One, of my, oh, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. And I,
0: yeah, and I was like, you know, and. It's really interesting to, you know, I um was recently listening to, um, I think Will Downing has a radio station called The Wind Down. Um, it's online. And what he does is he does this thing where he does two songs, one by the original artist and the um, new version. And it's really interesting some of the things that he uncovers and discovers, you know, for us, the listeners, to hear. And it's m- much like what you're doing. You're bringing back some of those really old songs that we had no clue existed, but we hear the remake, and we're thinking that's a new song, and in actuality it really isn't. And that is what I really appreciate about what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping that the the little five-second clips that I did of the, the artist with would pique the the viewers' interest to the degree where they would want to at least look the artist and the song up to hear it because, I mean, it's some exceptional work that's been done that we know.
0: And the, the performers, they're amazing.
1: Oh, wow, thanks, thanks.
0: Yes, I'm like, wait a minute, these these they are they are amazing. This is great. You said they? That's are you talking one about?
1: You talking about the groups? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are.
0: Yes, I'm like, they, wow. Yeah. Hello.
1: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Yes. I. I
1: Groups. Arms, you know, one of my favorites, um, the Whatnots. had mm-hmm. my daughter, a little part where she, you know, kind of uh, acted out what the lyrics were saying at that part. I don't know if you saw the video, but it, it's a part where a little girl is crying to the Whatnot song. And it's just so. Then you have um, oh man, uh, okay, you got the whatnots, and man, the, the group that made Court of Love? The Unifix. Have you ever seen the Unifix perform? No, I've
0: never seen them perform.
1: Well, okay, they had a they did a song called Court of Love. Court of Love. Look that up. If you ever get a chance to see these guys perform, it's like, man. Man, the Unifics, U N I F I C S,
0: and I'm I'm googling it. You know, that's what we could do now.
1: Gloves, <laughs> court of love, and they they got like this routine that they do, and they used to wear white gloves when they did their choreography stage, and it was just like amazing. So I agree with you. Those groups were amazing.
0: Yes, and. Well, our music is changing, as you know, so we need this. We need you to continue doing this so that we can keep that that legacy going forth and so that people can kind of remember and not try to, I guess, make the kind of music that they're making now that really doesn't have the heart in it like it used to.
1: Right. Right, because, so. you know, if you don't keep it alive, it's going to die. Yeah. And someone, boy, and and like Chuck D said, if we don't stay on it, then ten years from now, Justin Timberlake is going to be known as the greatest African American entertainer of our time.
0: Yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, that's not going to happen.
1: Well, it it was something that he said, and it it cracked me up, and I just had this. Yeah. I sent and I included it on the project at the end of mm-hmm. one of the. You know, because, yeah, I mean, the, the state of R&B right now, everybody else gets credit for doing it but black people. Mm. And, no, you know, I, I talked about that.
0: Yeah, and the Unifics, um, they're acrobats, huh?
1: Oh, you see them? You see them performing? Uh, I'm
0: looking, I see them now. I'm like, they're a bunch of acrobats. I mean, it was interesting. They really... Yeah, it, it's a performance where
1: they have on, like,
0: white. Yeah, they have on white gloves, white pants, and green shirts.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think you see the one I'm talking And the lead singer is on the right,
0: right? Yes, he's sitting on a stool, yes.
1: Yeah, yep, you got it. And it's got, like, the little numbers, the time mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah, look at that.
0: Look at that performance. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it's... It, like um, when you think about like those types of performances, you think about Motown, the Motown factory, I guess you'd call it that um right. right, how they took complete and total um control over their artists, and they made sure that whatever or whoever the artist was that walked out of their doors, they had a particular sound, they had a particular look, and they conducted themselves and carried themselves in a particular manner, and to this day, those artists still receive so much respect, and you would never, well, you would hardly ever catch them in a compromising position um, to this day, and I mean, it's easy to be caught in a compromising position nowadays, anyway.
1: Yeah, because back then, they didn't have cell phones. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, you know,
1: it, it probably have been a, a whole another case I remember saying something similar to what you said and I was like you know what, what's all the beefing about why are these girls catfight? you know the female artists cheating on Beyonce and throwing darts at her and I'm like why you didn't see Chaka Khan dissing Aretha Franklin or, or Natalie Cole dissing uh, Aretha Franklin or vice versa and somebody said that's because there was no Twitter.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't they did have their beef, but they had class. That's the that's the difference. That's the subtle difference. They mm. had their beefs. They all had their different things that they didn't like about certain, you know, and instead of them taking it to the street and acting ugly, they just were very classy about it because for them, this was their livelihood. You know, there were no such things as other endorsements. You know, um, Tommy Hilfiger, um, Guess, and and She weren't coming after them like that. Right. So those other endorsements didn't exist. So this was this was it. Would you be cutting up if you you know this is your bread and butter and this was it?
1: Nah, and I I don't even think it's necessary to cut up when you see another artist that has talent, because I think a lot of this beef is based on competition. It's like, whoa, well, I don't want people to pay attention to the next artist. You know, where it's like, what, what, when did it become a thing where people will only buy one of two or three records that they love? Like they're going to go in the record shop or now online and, if this person's record is, is, is tight, they're just going to buy that one and they're not going to buy the other ones that they love. You know, just just you know, if everybody just stays in their list, I think it's it's, it's it's room for everybody. But the way the mm-hmm. artist, it's as if they're under the impression that the artist only has one dollar and that dollar has to go to one download. And, you know, don't do that. Just, just do you. Do your thing. If people like you, and support
0: But see, that's the beauty of um, this world we live in um, and the way we've been created. We all we, We're all unique and we're different and we all have different likes and dislikes. And the ability or the opportunity available to us is the fact that we can pick and choose, like you said, what we like and what we don't like. And if right. there's only one person singing, that person will go broke because if you got a billion people on the planet and 550,000 of them can't stand your music and then you have 250,000 or 250 million rap, 250 million that are, you know, will buy one song here or there. Then you got another 250 million, a bill, yeah, 250 million who are like, okay, I'll buy it just because I'm loyal to that person, that person wouldn't be where they are right now.
1: Mm.
0: Because of the fact that it's just the one horse. And you ride one horse, and what happens when you ride one horse to to pieces? It's no longer any good.
1: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know, I think that's the beauty, or or was the beauty, about hip-hop. Because there was a certain point where you had a variety of artists. Mm -hmm. It wasn't where they were all talking the same thing, sounding the same thing, rapping through a vocoder. You know they weren't doing that. You had Rock, Eric B. and Rakim, where they would talk about you know the, the the righteous stuff, and Big Daddy Kane, was on that smooth thing, and then you had Biz Markie, the comedian. He he was funny. You know, mm-hmm. um. He's on the line. Such a variety. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, and that was and that's what made it such a wonderful, um. I guess you can say genre of music because of its variety because it was able to capture the um the the minds of different people cuz some people I'm not into gangster rap but then you had the other kind you know and so it gave people um an opportunity to embrace rap in a different manner because of the different um diverse types of um rapping was going on
1: right Absolutely. Mhm.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we're on the same page. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Because
1: we we can definitely go on and on about it. Uh-huh. Every, <laughs> you make me think about something else, and I should start going on a tangent. Yeah. Don't get me
0: started. I wanted, you know, you to be able to tell the listeners exactly where they can, you know, where they can go to see the videos. Um, and you you're giving them a free download, so you have to you know let them know how that all works, please.
1: All right, um, you can get a free download of each version of the song at the distributor's website. The distributor's website is cd. dot com, and just look up Brown. Josh-
0: Okay, can you repeat that again? Because you faded in and out. C. Yes.
1: Yeah, C H. Oh, C D baby. C D. Oh, C D
0: baby. C D baby.
1: Okay. You look up Charles Bronson, two pugs and the
0: spelling of
1: Charles is A-S. It's the the abbreviated way of saying Charles.
0: C H A S. I call you Chaz. So it's not Chaz,
1: it's Charles. Wow, well, everybody does it. I'm starting to forget that my name is Charles. I hear it so much. Because <laughs> Chaz is it's with a Z, like, like that actor Chaz Palmieri. Like Palmieri uh-huh. I, yeah, it's with a yes. Z. So I'm I'm Charles, but i just make it easier for you where you only got to write four of the seven in Charles. C H A S. Okay. Right. Bronx. And Like I said, it's a play off of the uh, the actors, meaning Charles mm-hmm. Brooks. I
0: but is it because you're, you're the, a son of the Bronx?
1: There you go, love. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so you, you type that in, and uh, group hugs. Uh, and hugs is an acronym for honoring unforgettable groups of soul. You type in group hugs, and it will take you to my page where you can download the group songs for free. And, you know, I just ask that if you download it for free, that you make whatever you can to Organize Living Legends Foundation. You know, that okay. helps the artist. Because if you purchase the album on, like, any other site, like Amazon.com where it's also available, or iTunes. Google Play, the proceeds that I get from those songs are going to be donated 100% to the Living Legends Foundation. That's what I'm doing on my end. And uh, you can check me out on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe. And the, the channel is Town Records. That's like a pitcher's mound without the C at M-O-U-N-E. Yeah. Hello.
0: Yes, I'm here. I'm list- I'm writing it down.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Mound Records on YouTube. That that's my channel on YouTube. And make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell so that every time a new video is released, you'll get an instant notification. And there's gonna okay. be three more. Three more coming. Okay. Out for the repost project. Oh, excellent, and, excellent, excellent. And also follow me on Twitter and Facebook. My handle is at Charles Bronson, same abbreviation, C-H-A-S, Bronx Sun. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, follow me on Instagram at Mound Records. And, and there's, there's also a website, MoundRecords.com. But that one, it, it's up. But I'm learning how to control the channel, so give me a little time where so I can add more content. There's gonna be a lot more content added on there once I finish this course that I'm taking so that I can run the actual website.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So I'm glad that we we're able to keep up with you and and find out um what the other videos are or Yes, the videos are gonna be because I'm interested in, in in seeing what's next because you got a lot going on.
1: Yeah, I'm anxious. To, I'm so anxious to put them out. Um, I can tell you briefly about them. You know, if you want.
0: Sure, I want.
1: To. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you already got group hugs, and you know what? the hugs is an acronym for honoring unforgettable group of soul, and then you have sort of part two of the hugs. Thing where the HUB's acronym becomes Honoring Unforgettable Givers of Soul, where we pay homage to all of those great DJs going back to, as far as R&B began, back to the 40s. And uh, it's called R.I.P. And that acronym stands for Radio's Incomparable Personalities. And, of course, R.I.P. is, you know, rest in peace, which, which people are familiar with, and it represents the the dead format of the radio personality, radio's incomparable personality, and um, they, 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 we do it group hug style where we pay homage to the DJs, and then we have pretext, pretext, another acronym, standing for uh, prejudice restricts exposing today's extraordinary talent, and that song deals with appropriating Black music by white artists, and okay. we we deal with that. Where like what I did is I, I went back to like as far as I could to see the most uh, graphic example of appropriating black music as far back as I could. I, I saw what happened with Little Richard and Pat Boone, and I used that as the example to show like this has been going on for so long. It's a Mm pattern. And what happened with Little Richard is that Little Richard, he he had all of the black and white teenagers following him. Everybody was just trying to see this guy perform because he was doing something completely different from what was out. But the white radio stations didn't want to play him. So before they would play a song by him, they had Pat Boone record it. And when Pat Boone recorded it, the song became bigger than Little Richard's. You know, and that phenomenon has not stopped. It hasn't changed. So we deal with that. um, And then at the end of the month, I'm going to release a throwback video because I did a, a revised version of a song I wrote like one week after Michael Jackson passed back in 2009. Okay. And I shot a video for it back then, but never released it the way that we wanted to release it. So I figured this should be a good time to include it with the package and also release that video because the month of June represents Black this Month as well as we uh, remember the loss of Michael Jackson. Yeah. So you yeah. gotta hit stop yeah. and you can still notify that video when each video drops.
0: Okay, great. Well, I have to tell you that we could talk about music, black music all night long. You know that, right? <laughs> let's go.
1: I'm here, I don't have to go
0: to work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> check so, you out. Let's talk. <laughs> let's check go. you out. But um i you know, I would love for you to come back and we can do this 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 whole dialogue on black music um whenever you want to uh I mean, we'll schedule it through angelo and and we can have this whole dialogue on black music. We can do like a little mini history lesson
1: right. well, what you do is just let him know what days are are available and good for you like give, give me a few days that I can pick from so that mm-hmm. nothing will clash with my schedule, and it's on. Okay,
0: okay great, because cause I would love to have this conversation because it's just so much that people can learn from, you know, knowing about the history of black music, and I'm sure you got an a arsenal of information.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying to really stay tuned to that website, Mount Records, because... Once I learn how to regulate it, run run, I'm going to put up all kinds of content. I'm going to put stuff up about the groups that I, I cover in group hubs. I'm going to put information up on some of the DJs that mm-hmm. I pay tribute to in RIP. Like there's a DJ by the name of Carl Helm. He worked primarily in the Philadelphia area. And what many don't know is that Carl Helm, Use used same backup. He used to do the background vocals for the Delphonics. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, it's real interesting stuff.
0: But, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah we, we, yes, you can, we'll, we'll kind of try to set something up or we can do this because I think it's just so interesting and important for us to know, you know, our history. Because there's just so many different levels of our history that we know nothing about. And this would be an excellent opportunity to share some knowledge.
1: I'm looking forward to
0: it. Okay. Well, that's our interview for um, this evening. And I would like to thank you so much for coming back to join me. And I see we still have that same connection that we had before. So it is going to be a pleasure to have you back, okay?
1: Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on and giving me a chance to talk to you as well as your audience.
0: Thank you very much. And I'm sure my audience is, they're pleased to have, to to hear you back um, on the airwaves. So on that note, I'd like to thank you. I want to thank Angelo for this opportunity. Um, I want people to go and kind of down, go to um, YouTube and kind of check out the the videos that he's releasing. Um, Just go. You're going to enjoy it because I I tell you, I've been enjoying what I've seen. And Mm -hmm. I just love music, so this is just a wonderful opportunity for me to enjoy the music that I love so much. Um, on that note, I'm going to tell everyone, have a great and wonderful evening, and um, be well and take good care of yourself. Have a good night. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocorexpressshow.com,